Hey everybody, I'm Micah Rich. And I'm Olivia Kane. And welcome to the Weekly Typographic. A podcast where we discuss our favorite type and design news from the week. Welcome, Olivia. Welcome, Micah. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, it's been a crazy week for me. Not in yeah. terms of league things, just in terms of life. life and so I'm really things. glad that we're like still doing this. I know. Week. You moved out of Brooklyn. Yeah. Wow. That's real true. I'm not so in Brooklyn sad. anymore. So I'm sad. staying upstate for a week or so before heading out to London. Oh, my gosh. And so how long are you in London for? Uh, until just before the end of the month, at least, I think. Then you're going to Paris? That is the rough plan. There isn't a concrete plan, but that is the rough plan. I'm so excited. That's going to be amazing. I'm hoping so. Yeah. And I feel like this week, with our links for the newsletter and this podcast, it really is a predecessor to all your traveling that you'll be doing. I do love that. Yeah. Uh, we, you guys, I, I didn't help at all this week, but you guys found some really great stuff, you and Mirko. Oh, yeah. Mirko found some great things. We split up the links. He he found half. I found the other half. There's not much, but they're good stuff. <laughs> oh, I mean, just to, just to preface it, Mirko and I haven't done any real planning yet, but uh, when I am in London, we are totally having him on the podcast. Yeah. Can that be recorded on the weekend? <laughs> I'm sure that it can. I'm sure that would be good for everybody. I would really like that. I would appreciate that. We, um, I mean, I think we've kind of talked about maybe doing it. Like, we haven't really decided if we should do it as a totally separate episode or if we should do it as like an intro to our normal episode. Uh, so, so I guess, I don't know. I mean, if anybody has any thoughts about that, we'd love to hear it. Otherwise, we'll just figure it out. I would love to to interview Mirko for a full episode, but I'd equally love to have him talk about his links instead of having us talk about his links, you know? Oh, that's a great point. I mean maybe we can convince him to do both yeah i think it's gonna be a swirl chocolate and vanilla two great things that's great that's perfect so, uh, but yeah you guys found some cool uh very worldly links this week yeah we did and we're gonna start this week off are you ready i'm so ready okay um it's with a link from mirko um it's from one of your favorite sites atlas obscura which I discovered through, uh, well, I mentioned this briefly, but I discovered this through uh, a friend of the league that I met at that one meetup that we did in New York, uh, Jacob Ford. He showed me Atlas Obscura, which has totally changed my perspective on the world. I was one of the first things I knew about you is that you liked Atlas Obscura. Really? Oh, that's really weird. Yeah. No, I think there's some Gaudi or type history thing that I was really excited about. And you're like, you know what is also exciting? It's from Atlas Obscura. <laughs> I do kind of remember saying that. Yeah. I, I sort of remember that. It's the so only way to get Jacob. you enthusiastic about all the type history. I'm really enthusiastic <laughs> That's not <about>. true. <laughs> but a uh, cool article from Atlas Obscura yes. about type history, specifically Berlin's type history. Yes, and the title of the article is Celebrating Berlin's Typography Before It Vanishes. Um, And so it's a really cool article. It's interviewing Jesse Simon, who runs um, Berlin Typography, which is a project that documents the city in all of its typographic glories. Very exciting. Um, 
And he kind of just talks about like why typography in Berlin is so special, um, how unfortunately he kind of sees it on the outs. A lot of the signage that is there um, is soon will be replaced with signage that kind of fits the more like hip modern world. But for what is there right now, he kind of walks through what makes it so special, um, all the variety of type he sees, um, how it's rooted in the history of Berlin. And honestly, like, just really beautiful to look at. Lots of great scripts, lots of great neons. I just don't know how you can really go wrong. I mean, the photos in this article, if you didn't look anything else, I think you would be really satisfied. But it's kind of hard not to, like, once you see these photos of this interesting and diverse signage around the city, you're kind of like, why on earth would this be going away? Right. And back to that point, I didn't know this, but um, Berlin is currently has the fast, fastest growing property market in the world right now. Um, so that is why the, these signs are disappearing. So people are buying up property, trying to make money on them, I'm assuming. Yeah, exactly. And um, making money means investing less in like unique signage and typography. Exactly. And just having things just like mass made for them i guess yeah i mean when property prices are high you know the people that have been the small businesses that have been there for so long get booted out because they can't afford it anymore some new sleek place kind of run goes and like swaps places out with these older institutions and you know that's that i mean to the case of the i mean the jesse simon the person that runs berlin typography you know also gives credit you know like it's important that cities do change he does recognize that you know he doesn't totally blow it off which i thought was kind of interesting um berlin just happens um to not have moved as fast as new york or paris did and Mm -hmm. even with the change doesn't mean things are gonna be completely gone yeah i guess that's i don't know that's a bigger conversation than i'm than i'm probably able to participate in of like when when it's a good thing for cities to evolve like that and when it's uh, a thing that hurts history yeah no and i i also agree like i don't i mean i'll feel totally equipped to conversate in that but it's just it's also from a different perspective you don't think of like typographic landscapes changing because of mm. property market value that's not two things i typically correlated i was just like interested to find that out that, that does make me think about i mean i'm i'm back home in my hometown mm-hmm. and every time you go back to where you grew up uh, you can't help but notice all of the things that are different, right? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> so one of those things is like behind my house. In the mm. last few years, they built this kind of awful outdoor mall. Oh God. And I couldn't help but drive by and look at the signage for this mall and be like, what on earth were you guys thinking? Really? And it's it's just been an interesting, steady decline of this like relatively small town Mm-hmm. In, in terms of just that, like my perception of the quality of the town by the fact that there's like all these chain restaurants come in with very mm-hmm. generic mall signage mm-hmm. and just like less and less y- uniqueness to it. Yeah. Which at least sort of correlates, you know, to what we're talking about on a much smaller scale. Yeah. Um, exactly. I don't know. It's just interesting. I just didn't thought, think about it in those terms before. Yeah. But... So cool article. 
Yeah, thanks, Mirko. Gain new perspective there. Also made me really want to go to Berlin. Right. So you, <laughs> I'm assuming you're going there. I mean, it's not exactly on the plan, but I feel like it would be a huge missed opportunity. I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, it just it makes me really want to go there. Yeah. So that is Berlin typography. Next, on a totally unrelated note, um, I mean, yeah, very unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's from Mirko. It is the 2018 Font Purchasing Habit Survey. Which, if I mean, I'm I'm sure that a lot of people have heard of this by now. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't. It's this interesting survey that they do every year to just try to understand what people are actually buying and who is buying fonts and how are they buying fonts. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest, I don't really know what they do other than like present it back to the community, the results. I'm, yeah. I'm sure they use it to inform business decisions. This is uh, we're talking about. Uh, 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 shoot. I sound like an idiot. What? My fonts? Yeah. Uh, monotype. Monotype owns my fonts. Right, right, right. Um, and and our our friend, uh, Mary Catherine Pafflug. Flug. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I, I hope to someday meet her and actually say that in person and hopefully not get slapped. Um, but she does it on behalf of my fonts, which yes. is owned by monotype. Yes. Um, and every year presents the findings, which are interesting, I think, for the whole design community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure they kind of use that for, like, business decisions, too. Yo, yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, and you get 15, like, high-quality fonts. I'm really excited about the fonts that I could potentially get by taking the survey. Yeah, so you just take the survey, and then you get you get this reward for taking the survey. Trade Gothic Display was designed by one of my friends, and I can tell you it is very high quality. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Len Yoon um, designed that this past year. So take the survey if you want. You get free fonts, though. So why not, you know? Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see what the results are. Exactly. Um, So, yeah. Share that with your friends. third link is like a really unusual typographic link i think i haven't really found anything quite like it uh it's kind of a collaboration of a few different organizations so it's a collaboration between squarespace the website building company um mind which is the leading mental health charity charity in england and wales and secret seven inch which is a project that takes really long to explain. It takes seven tracks from seven well-known artists and presses 100 finals of this seven-inch final. Lots of sevens, lots of numbers. (laughs) Um, They invite creatives from around the world to interpret the tracks in their own style for each seven-inch. And so there's basically 700 unique sleeves um, exhibited and you raise money for a charity. And this year, it's for Mind, which is a mental health charity. And this all makes sense because they designed a website. Uh, all of these three organizations work together with Zach Lieberman, who does a lot of kinetic type work. And you basically make artwork 
with kinetic type um, and you kind of set your own parameters. Once again, very hard to explain. Um, for every artwork that, we, that you do post on social media, they donate one pound, I think, to um, Mind Organization, which, which helps raise money for mental health. Anyways, isn't that different? Now, have you have you tried this yet? Yeah, I have tried it. It's, I mean, there's a lot to do. It's almost overwhelming how many choices you have to make this type kinetic. It's a very unconventional website. Yeah. It, it is like one of those super interactive things where it's, you know, I think most of the time with a website, you're very used to having an end goal in mind. And this mm -hmm. is not quite that way. Like mm -hmm. you scroll forever, you learn a little bit, it sort of appears at certain points, and the scrolling is a little uh, artistic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> suddenly, like, when you're in there, if you have paid enough attention to that introduction to understand what the heck is going on, mm -hmm. you know, you can, like, push a button and start making something of your own. Yeah. Which um, I and didn't you... realize the first time that you showed me this. Yeah, it's definitely funky. Um, it's pretty fun, though. I'm, like, playing around with it. You, like, kind of shuffle through a bunch of emotions and use, like, this kinetic type to convey however you think that emotion should be conveyed. Um, I mean, I've really never seen anything like it, and it's for a good cause, so. It is It is really neat. I don't know. Like, I kind of want to post something, and by doing that, you give one pound or euro i think it's pound <laughs> yeah i can't quite find that yeah but i'm sure um, it's on here somewhere but awesome oh S squarespace will donate one pound pound okay. up to four thousand pounds for every oh social gosh. share yeah i mean that's cool yeah so go check it out go do something good with just play type. with it and then and then share it and help people yeah, so so cool. Um, and then on the other spect spectrum, back to uh, our worldly theme for this week, <laughs> <laughs> we have Alberto Tolone Etitore, or Etitore. Yeah, probably Etitore. Yeah, this is Italian. We're all trying <laughs> our best here. Um, it's an archive of styles from punch cutters. Yeah. I mean, it seems to me that, well, first of all, you got this from uh, our friend that we mentioned last week, Ricardo's uh, newsletter, Coffee right. Table Typography. So good. And this was just like a cool thing that I, I haven't seen shared enough besides that. I haven't seen this shared at all, which I feel like is strange because I find lots of historical type articles yeah. and resources. You're so. a pro. Um, I mean, just like really good stuff on here. It's kind of hard to navigate the website. I'm not going to lie. But I mean, if you just give yourself at least half an hour, you're going to start getting the hang of it. And you can see some really cool stuff. It's at least enticing enough when you first get to it. Like, ooh, yeah. here's some awesome photographs of cool old typographic mechanisms. Yeah. I and mean, it's... once you like randomly click into them, uh, if you either read Italian or turn on Google Translate... You can, like, find out a little bit of history behind the thing that you happen to randomly click on. 
Yeah. And if you're wondering what these things are, there's medieval typefaces, there's typewriter typefaces, there's script typefaces, which are super interesting because you see how people with metal type used to make their script look like it connected um, when it was all just separate little pieces of movable type. So cool. This is this kind of reminds me of uh, that archive that you once found of like historic children's books. Yes, very that? similar. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I kind of want to make one of these huge cases of letters like my desktop to my computer. Right. Cool? Let's do it. I bought a bunch of of job cases once, uh, mm-hmm. which you know because you've been in my apartment recording mm-hmm. podcasts. Um, but I was dreamed of making a table out of them. Yes. Just by like setting some glass on top that's like perfectly, you know, so it, it still looks just like the case, but it's a little bit more functional. Oh my God. I so like it. hairpin legs or something glassy like that. Ugh. You know? I remember you told me that very early on to me knowing you. And I kind of always imagined that you had it. <laughs> and then I never made it. And then the secret has been out. <laughs> <laughs> But you should make it at some point. I'm sure at some point I will. Or you can collect more while you're in Europe and just make a huge dining room table. Carry them on my backpack. Yes. <laughs> just like that. Exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, just like super cool stuff. And learn about Italian history while you're at it. They're super <laughs> into explaining it to you on this website. And the people behind this, too, uh, you know, I've only done a little bit of research in order to not sound like a total idiot today. But it's this um, very longstanding uh, press company uh, mm-hmm. in Italy with a long history, like three generations, keeping up with uh, traditional printing process, which mm-hmm. is really just neat. The, the Talone Press which there's kind of a link to, uh, s- sort of. You can find it on the page, taloneeditori.com. Yeah, I mean, super interesting stuff. And, like, just, just go browse. Go have fun. Yeah. It's like a fun, just check out what's there and, and you know, learn a little bit about History Week. And besides, what other type of news is happening? <laughs> Nothing. This is what you get. <laughs> I mean, I guess in, in some type news, next week is... The Typographics New York City conference. Oh, right? shoot. This is true. And I'm actually going to a few things. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and unfortunately, we won't be able to record next week. So, we'll hopefully yeah. have a lot. Hopefully, you'll, like, keep notes of the cool stuff that happened. And we can share that when we do come back. Yeah. Um, some cool things to note. I'm seeing Christopher Calderhead, my old calligraphy professor, talk about his calligraphy magazine slash journal he's kept alive for 10 years um i remember this was news when we first started working on the newsletter together the typeface that was made for syracuse university sherman that was based Mm -hmm. off of gaudi's design is going to be talked through with the designer and michael beirut for free event on tuesday or next monday or soon i mean it's happening at cooper union (laughs) that's so applicable considering i am also in syracuse yeah, I thought you'd like that. So um, I think there's like a lot of free events happening and things happening around the city. Uh, all sorts of type people are going to be in New York. So say hi to all your type friends while they're here. Is there a website? Was it typographics? Uh, it's usually 20. It usually has a date first. So it might be 2018.typographics.com. Oh, yeah. 
typographics.com or just 2018 typographics. No, no, oh, that's 2018. 2018.typographics.com. Yeah, and you guys can check out all the cool stuff happening around town if you're in New York next week. And there's going to be like really great speakers. And I think I, I saw on Twitter a few like free workshops that nobody realized were free. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's definitely going to be a, some of those. Um, and of- I know uh, a bunch of kids from Type Thursday are going to be there too, New York. Oh my gosh. Most definitely. All your type friends are going to be there. Yeah. So. And all of your internet type friends that you haven't met yet, but you're going to meet next week. Exactly. And if you are not going to anything, go to the book fair. It's open to the public. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So this weekend, I mean, next weekend. This sounds like an advertisement and I wish that it was, but it's not. It's just like a cool thing. Yeah. And it's cool. I went last year and only positive stuff happens at Typographics. You were so excited last year. I loved it last year. Um, I was also sponsored last year to go. Mm, That (laughs) helps. (laughs) <laughs> it does help i mean it was a tough decision not to go this year um but it really is a great opportunity if you've never gone before so yeah so that's some cool type news and and we'll uh we'll hear from the stuff that you did get to hop in and see uh next time we do get a chance to do this which i believe will be in two weeks which will be when mike is in europe so t- stay tuned everyone yeah all right all right. Well, thanks for awesome links to you and Mirko. Thanks for chatting this week. Fun as always. And we'll see you in a couple weeks. Do 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 do